And we're back. <laughs> we are uh, Shotgun the Orcs. This is actually take two. Um, we've just <laughs> recorded. Uh, and to be fair, not that much. About ten minutes of an episode. Um, and then we realised that Jake's mic was unplugged. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a massive oh, fucking waste of time. <laughs> Literally, uh, I, say, I say this every time I'm not setting up my mic. I'm not being like a drama queen or anything. But I just get things wrong. You're a drama queen. And I set it up on my own today. And I thought it all went alright. Jake asked me I earlier if, we, if, he could have a, if he could hire, hire a roadie. I, I think we should hire a roadie. <laughs> Such a prima donna, man. <laughs> but, but yeah, so we're, we're back again. Um, I don't fuck knows how. Uh, can't even get this mic working. Um, but yeah, so it is Wednesday. We're recording again. As, I don't know if you know, but we record every Wednesday and then release the following Wednesday. Um, so everything you hear is recorded a week prior. Um, but yes, yeah, so we're just going to have a little catch-up, and then we're going to head into our topics for this week. Boom. So, ladies and gentlemen, or gentlemen, even, <laughs> how, are, how are you guys? What have you been up to this week? Spill the beans. Oh, hi, Aiden. What's new? Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, not a lot. Just working and uh, planning for a wedding. That's more or less my life now. Um, this is your, your third or fourth marriage? Uh, this is my 75th yeah. attempt at, <laughs> at marrying someone. Um, no, I'm only joking. Uh, she'll kill me if she hears this. Um, <laughs> Will she listen? Uh, no, that so. Yeah, my message. <laughs> said, my message. You said throw up. I'm not going to listen to it. <laughs> uh, big, yeah, big up, big up to Danielle for, uh, for yeah. putting up with me. But um, but I just want to call out. A is for fucking anagram. Um, <laughs> I've had I've had a couple of texts today like saying it's fucking anagram. The word you were thinking of on last week's episode is anagram. Oh, not wherever Three I Three grown men with. in a, like wow. with access to the internet couldn't work that out. No, 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 we had access to the internet. Still got it wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. We had access to the internet and we still couldn't get it. We all like work in like financial services as well and it's like, we, we should know this sort of stuff. We should have a, little, like, a sort of general knowledge. Um, <laughs> that's the thing. I can retain like useless information or like, you know, a really niche underground rapper's name and birthday. But yeah, I yeah. can't remember the word anagram. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Actually, stop, just to stop you there as well. I got a message from someone about the, the game. The BMX game that I thought was like Dave Wells is actually his property developer. It was Dave Mirror, <laughs> so that's a correction um, from last week. Oh, great. Um, I'm sure there's probably going to be more next week, and it's just going to build up. I think we might just do a bonus episode at the end of the year. Everything that we got wrong. Otherwise, yeah, this whole episode is just going to be uh, hijacked all, by all facts correction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. massive but, long list of apologies. <laughs> but at least, at least Jake's mic's plugged in now, so we're yeah, all good, good to man. go. You yeah. should hear me. <laughs> if you're listening to this on Wednesday and you realise why I'm absent from the whole podcast because <laughs> I we're, out, we're an hour into the episode and I didn't plug it in <laughs> really long pauses and then Jake in the background <laughs> oh, man. So what, what have you guys been up to then? Um, um, work um, I don't, what else? I don't know I don't actually know what else I've been up to um, I, I bought a new jumper which I'm wearing today <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice jumper though man wow, yeah big up uh, exhilarating <laughs> Sick, like honestly, I just love it. It's yeah, big up Skeet, Skeet Apparel. S K E A T A P P A R. You're looking at me like <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I just think it's a sick jumper. But, um, it's, it's, it's got the little like Kanye bear on. Yeah, it's it? got the the Kanye bear on, embroidered, um, real clean embroidery. Uh, yeah, just a uh, real sick original, isn't it? Depop, is it? My first one. Yeah, man. Deep, one of yeah. one. This is one of one. Oh man, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty cool, actually. They do like. I've I've got like two, t- three t-shirts now. Actually, bought them, and uh, it's all like really nice embroidery stuff. So uh, put it back yeah. for the resale, man. 
keep hold of this when um, we're, we're famous and yeah, well, sell my clothes. Well, <laughs> let's, let's be honest. Um, yeah, for me, anyway, this week, to be honest, it's back to the grind this week, really. Christmas is done, New Year's is done. And it's, isn't this like the most depressing time of the year? Doesn't have, to, doesn't yeah. have to be, man. I mean, yeah, all life. Podcast life. is yeah. uh, keeping us going. Yeah. Blue Monday next Monday. Yeah. Is isn't it? that like a new order song? Blue Monday. No, it's just like the most depressing day of the oh, year. Right. Isn't yeah. it? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but apart, yeah, I've, I've um, yeah, I've just been working. You know, grinding. You know how it is. Grafting, um, and just sorting out the editing for this podcast which has been a fucking nightmare because every other minute or every other hour, Jake and Tom send me an update or something they want me to add in because <laughs> yeah. I've got to then change everything. Props, to, props to Aiden, man. He is like, you know, the, the, he's a magician behind the scenes working the magic on this podcast. Me and Jake just kind of turn up, chat shit and then tune in. <laughs> um, so, yeah, <laughs> big up, man. Um, mm. So what's, what, what are we talking about today, Aiden? Because uh, apparently you have to work that out as well and tell us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today I think we're just going to quickly, very, very quickly just run over um, our best... I know we, 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 we've, got, we've said a bit about it at the end of last week's episode, um, some of the best drops. We wanted to do our, one of some albums that stuck out for us from last year. Um, and then... Actually, no, no, before we no, do that... before that, we're going to kick off yeah. with, our, with our new segment, The News. So, Jake, what's Maybe happened in... Maybe we should have probably listed uh, the headlines off then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what's the... Um, What's happened then? What would you so I think some then? key talking points for this week's first episode of the news. Um, so really, what's blowing this up? Is, this, sorry, this is hip hop news. This is this is like yeah, yeah, like focused cool. around that. Not Brexit or any yeah, of that stuff. Fuck Brexit. Yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to bore people. Um, so I think what's blowing up this week is the whole R. Kelly um, that documentary that was released on. What was it released on? Uh, it's been released in the states. It hasn't been. Released yeah, it's released yet. in the states. So I haven't actually seen any of it because I can't find. You, I can only see like the reviews of it on YouTube um, and just articles that I'm reading. But right, so I've seen all this on Twitter. Yeah, and all over social media. What? The, what is it? What has happened with R. Kelly? Like, I have no idea what this is. Someone's so, called him a pedo or something. Uh, like no, well, I think it originally stems from. Well, there's, he's like had a long history of allegedly. I say that with like. Yeah, um, quoted air marks. Only because he wants to sue the documentary company, and I don't know what, I really haven't got any money but, for him to sue us. But so he basically. <laughs> he basically <laughs> true, so we can't talk true, about man. it. Like, uh, whatever, man. Um, he, he married Aaliyah when she was like 15, um, which in itself is pretty fucked up. Um, I think she lied about her age or something like that. And then he's had like a, a legend history of like um, keeping girls, like, you know tied up and stuff and sex dungeons and all that kind of stuff Fucking really man. really dark shit and mm. um so but it's not like adult women it's like uh, it's not like I, I don't really know to be honest man like, I know that it's oh, like that I, shit I, is it, disgusting man yeah, what yeah. a 15 year old Quite. how could you imagine it? oh fucking hell and then, what are um, you doing R. Kelly and then and basically yeah um, this episode is, is talking about like it's kind of exposing him and a lot of the controversy this week or last week was that a lot of big name artists were refusing to come forward and, yeah. and like talk about it. Right. Um, with the exception of John Legend, who um, 
kind of like you know spoke out yeah, and yeah. he was just like I'm not a hero for doing it I'm like you know I'm calling them out for what he is yeah, yeah. Um, so people like Lady Gaga and like even Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle and like um, I think Questlove from The Roots was asked to do it but then his rationale for not doing it is because when he was asked to talk on the documentary he was asked to talk about like what made R. Kelly like such a musical genius yeah, at the yeah. time like bigging him up in, in his music and he yeah. thought well I'm not even going to put him on that pedestal so I don't want to be involved in it at all yeah. but I think that had like some pushback as well but it's all like it's one of these things where it's like well it's been going on like behind the scenes for so long why is it only now that you know something's being done about it yeah. um, but there you go but I know people have been kind of you know boycotting his music for a long time so how, literally, I have no, have no idea about this. So, so how long has this been sort of going on? Well, a long time, long time. Really? Very, yeah, 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 ages, man. Fucking hell, man! I must literally it, live on a rock under a rock because mm. I don't know. As from everyone that's listened to this, they're probably thinking to me like, "This guy's talking about hip hop, but he doesn't know fuck all about hip hop." No, man. I mean, <laughs> oh, Kelly, man. Anyway, we're spending too much, giving him too much airtime as it is, man. Yeah. What, what's next on the news, Jake? Well, the next one, like linking into this weird subject that we're on is is the whole Drake thing that's come out at the moment with him with the video of him a few years ago now he's on stage a uh, girl gets up on stage with him he bring kind of brings a girl up on stage um kind of does like almost like a seductive kind of kisses her on the neck and you know kind of like cuddling her from behind and that um then he then he asks how old she is and she's like oh I'm 17 and he, he kind of backs away, the crowd are going a bit mad, like, whoa, she's 17. And he, and he quote, says uh, something like, oh, I'm not ready to go to jail yet. Like, kind of. <laughs> I did not have sexual relations <laughs> with that woman. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he says that, so he learns the age, he says that, he backs away, but then he goes back, and he, and he kind of, um, what, he, what he does is he, he kisses her on the cheek, and then the cheek, and then kind of like a long kiss on the lip. What cheek? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like well, that, that would made it a lot worse. Um, so that, that's the whole thing blowing up at the moment is like this video, and you know she's seventeen, and and after he learns the age, he kind of goes back and he does like this kiss on the cheek, and you know it's obviously tw- Twitter has reacted to it in such a way, and it's blowing up massively. It's pretty tame um, though, isn't it? It's not like Operation U Tree or anything like that. Yeah, <laughs> like you know the video I saw, and it was captioned like, you know Drake um, does like something to a girl finds out she's 17 and then touches her breast but in the video like from what I saw like that just doesn't happen he doesn't go back and start groping her he, he goes back and gives her like the kiss on the cheek and then the kind of long kiss on the lips not like a not like a snog just kind of like a long kiss and then she kind of goes off stage kind of thing so I think like you, you know what the you know what social media is like where it just kind of almost does blow everything out of proportion a bit. I'm not I'm not condoning what he's done, but I was going <laughs> to say, mate, I was gonna say is this, are you are you defending? Is this no, your no, like, no 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 no? But I just think like you know you, you here's a believe, shovel. Believe any believe any half of what you see and none of what you hear, guys. Um, and that's my quote. Well, that's social yeah, media really for you. It just kind of blows out, and you never really you can't really take anything for what it is until you've already got all the facts. Again, that's not me condoning him. Um, it's just mad. It's that fake news shit, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, gives a shit, man. It's Drake. But this ain't fake news. Shotgun the Orcs news is is real news. Bring exactly, it to you man. From the street. Exactly. From the, yeah, the mean streets of Winton. Yeah. <laughs> Exposing paedophile artists. That's what we do. Exactly. <laughs> another, another topic in the news. Um, bring you back to episode one. Uh, of Shotgun the Orcs. Um, I mentioned I went to see Dizzy Rascal. Actually, did I mention this in episode one? I can't remember. But if I 
didn't. Yeah, I well, did. you got that. You bought that mixtape or something. I bought a mixtape yeah. in the queue for Dizzy Rascal about ten plus years ago or something. Anyway, so I'm going through my drawers because my little brother's learned to drive, and I thought I'd try and find my theory books for him. Yeah. Um, big up Lee. Welcome to the podcast. Give you a bit of a shout out. Hi, anyway. Lee. Hi, Lee. Good luck with your driving, mate. Yeah. Don't crash. He said he didn't like the Instagram because like, we don't put any like rappers up that he likes. But what rappers does he like? Fuck knows, mate. Lil Zan, Lil Yachty, shit like that. <laughs> um, anyway, so I didn't find the theory books. I must have ch- chucked them away. It's been a while. But I did find a dinosaur of a gem. And it's that CD mixtape DVD thing. That I brought in the queue. Um, it wasn't just a lie for the podcast. He's actually back. This is up true. I've got. I read on the front. Um, Dizzy Rascal, N Dubs, Tinchy Strider, Giggs, Chipmunk, Gets, Dot Rotten, and Joe Black. Remember when Chipmunk used to wear the Star in the Hood hoodie? Yeah. Uh, that. And then this is like this is how old it is, right? On the back, it gives um, where you can contact them. Um, so obviously nowadays you would have Twitter, yeah, Instagram, yeah. Is it phone number, now nah, MySpace, <laughs> say, YouTube, call it. Yeah. Facebook, and the mobile number. Should we call the mobile, we call number? The mobile number? Fuck it, I'll do it. Yeah, do it. Mate. All right, hold on. Call the mobile I'm going to call the mobile number now. I won't call out on this recording. This is the mobile number that is on this CD. Um, I'm actually going to call it. I'm not going to fucking bullshit you. So it's oh. Oh man, I just want some like rude boy <laughs> Hello, good sir. I, I bought this DVD mixtape off you about 12 years ago in the queue for Dizzy Rascal. <laughs> they are not expecting a phone call. Well, that was predictable. <laughs> right, that's blatantly a burner phone, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that man doesn't exist anymore, mate. <laughs> yeah, he's buried, man. He's long gone. He's got a new identity, hasn't he? Oh, um, that's, that's pretty cool, though. That's um that's really cool, man. I'm impressed. It's a two part thing. It's two CDs, but I've obviously lost one because if you open it up, it one one CD is Eminem's Marshall Mathers LP two. Is it? Yeah. And the other one is is disc. Yeah. Of the I like how the CD case is like a DVD case, like a small. Like DVD this, case. this is like this is bootleg stuff. This is yeah. Mayhem TV Volume Two, hosted by Darker. So, if you're listening, Darker, get in, get in contact with the podcast. <laughs> get in contact. I found some of your early work. Probably your only work. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, I was put on to a little gem yesterday by these boys. Um, so, I've been recently getting more into um, more into my grime. So, I got into grime more like probably like early to mid-2000s. You know, when... Um, like Boy Better Know, JME, yes, like Kano, yeah. all that kind of thing. Because I was quite, I was quite young when it was all coming out and it was popping off, and that's when it before it kind of died a bit of a death, and now it's come back in a big way. But um, these boys were sending me loads of uh, recommendations and uh, documentaries yesterday. One of which was a music video on Link Up TV called um, Shiro Story by uh, is it is it Ratman? Is it Ratman? Yeah, it's Ratman. Yeah, big up Ratman. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so basically, this is kind of how how would I describe this? Um, yes, the Shiro story has been around for a while, for a few months now, hasn't it? Yeah, like, so the first episode came out quite a while ago. I, but I, I thought it was, it I look back, part, uh, it's probably about September. Three, time. Yeah, three yeah, parts. Uh, I, I saw three parts. I just want to make sure I haven't missed anything. But on yeah. Link Up TV. It, it, yeah, man, it was it was like I just found it so funny. Like, I mean. The track itself probably like wouldn't work too well without the the accompanying video, but the video itself was so well produced, and there was like like Michael Dapper like pops up in it in a bit, and like 
Well, um, Ashley Waters turns oh, yeah, up in, does, it? Episode, yeah. in part three. Yeah, yeah. He's like the, the drug dealer or whatever. And um, you know, the, the, jo- I forgot all about the little fat, yeah. little fat kid at the end. Like it comes through the oh, heat. Bailey, yeah. It's Bailey, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, yeah. that's not ruined it for the people who haven't listened. Oh shit! <laughs> anyway, you can edit that out. Oh, if it's, you want been, to. it's been out for a while. If you yeah. haven't listened, then you, you, you're not going to listen. Let's um, be honest. But yeah, it was just one of those kind of like um, melodrama type. Reminded me a bit of R. Kelly's Trapped in the Closet, except it had a coherent storyline and it was much better. Um, yeah, the track itself I found really, really. I thought it was really good. The story was well put together, but it was so comical in parts. Like um, when he was speaking to his like girl on the phone, yeah, and it was yeah, like yeah. His voice, but like dubbed over her, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It just looked really funny. Um, it, was, it was good. Yeah, it's just um, yeah, they thought, nagged me for ages. Yeah. Little, so I must have been that I, really I annoying person. That's a good little find. So check check that out, guys. If you haven't seen it yet. For me, what yeah. what really impressed me was because. The fact that in in the news um, you always hear about sort of when you hear about London and you hear about sort of the states and that sort of area, you always hear about sort of violence, gangs, that sort of thing. And then for this series, this, this series was in was in BBC News. You know, there was a story about it, BBC News, and it got all this sort of publicity. It, it shone it shone a light on how actually there they are there are people there that are working hard and making like good stuff. Um, and trying to like put a name out there for themselves and trying to you know put, put live in like a positive way and I thought that was really cool yeah um, and it goes to show like you know that like you said people are trying to make a, make their way like do music and stuff like that and production and acting and I thought like like what's the the lead guy in it I can't remember his name now what um, the actor yeah. I'm but, not sure, but I recognise the guy who played his, his mate Kyle. Yeah, because they were Fuck in... Fuck you, um, Kyle, by the way. Yeah, fuck you, Kyle. Because they were on... Uh, what was it? Man on the Wall. Okay. I've seen that. That's a YouTube no, series man. as well. No, that's no, that's no, funny. So yeah. They're in quite a few things, actually. So they're, I think they're doing quite well acting-wise. And... Uh, but yeah, big up Shari story. Yeah. Hopefully, there were net. I think there was talks on the Netflix series coming out, but who knows? If that's yeah, thanks happen. for the recommendation. I yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was um, I thought it was yeah, really well put together. Um, the track like just yeah, I thought it was, yeah. it's a good little story, man. And you watch the other, but, like the, you know the scene that was um, and this isn't really a spoiler. The scene where they're like in, I think they're supposed to be in Spain, but the beach footage is clearly shot in the UK somewhere. Like Do you know it might, what? might even be Bournemouth. Like. I, I was looking at it. I was just thinking to myself, I'm sure that's Bournemouth Beach. I recognise yeah, yeah, yeah. like the sort of what do you call it? like the not the boys. What's the the thing on the side of the beach? Where the it pair. stops the sand going apart. I know what you mean. Yeah, like the, is the, it groin. the groin. The groin. Yeah. That's the one. But um, yeah, I think it was um, it was just like intercut with all this stock footage of Spain. And yeah, I, yeah, that, yeah. that made me laugh quite a bit. But um, yeah, besides that, I thought it was really, really sick. Um, yeah. And then you, what else did you look at? Because I, I sent Tom a few videos last night regarding. I sent him Shiro's story and a, a few, a couple of like grime documentaries. I mean, I, I'm not a massive grime head. Um, you know, I. I I know I like grime and I really I really enjoy a lot of grime and I follow you know, on on YouTube which is really the only place you can follow it where there's so much stuff coming out. Yeah. But um the documentary you sent me first I think it was um I can't remember what it was called it was just like an introduction to grime and it was Lethal Bizzle was um more or less like Was it the GQ the one? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. Um that was quite interesting. I mean it's stuff that I kind of um, already new, um, but it's the new, it's the kind of new wave stuff that yeah. you, you boys are probably more clued up on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like as I was saying back in the day, it was like for me, boy better known like JME and people like that. Yeah. So um, me and my mate Matt always used to crack up at JME's lyrics because right. like, I, I like Skepta and JME's lyrics were always so like like simple but really really funny. Um, yeah. I don't know whether that was intentional, but you know it was kind of like 
on the front line like an Israeli had enough now if you pay me and he, <laughs> I, and he I was just like big inten- lyrics yeah. I think and it was just, intentional you know we he's, just always, he's a talented guy really oh talented yeah no, no doubt man we just used to crack up about that but um, for real I was a massive fan of Kano when he came yeah, out oh, my, I, yeah um, I miss Kano you know Home Sweet Home I, I own that at one point on P's CD. and Q's yeah yeah such a tune such a tune but again that's probably because like he it's that grime sound, but he's also like you know you could you could. There's an argument that he's a hip hop MC as well to some extent. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think around the start of grime, I think it's, it's weird because it's like the olders of grime. I feel like the olders of grime came from more of a, they've got more of a hip hoppy vibe, and then the younger sort of grime have a very much sort of garagey vibe. To yeah, it. yeah. And it's it's weird, but now now today's grime is. It's like sort of, obviously with music, you, it's weird because music never goes on for years and years and years. A genre of music doesn't go on for years and years. It literally goes on for probably about a year at max, and then branches off to something else. Mm-hmm. And I think now what you've got is is grime branching off into like dancehall, and then you've got also the drill music as well. Which it's is almost going like um, like in reverse. Yeah, like yeah, dancehall yeah. obviously kind of like evolved into like. Into kind of rap music, didn't it? And like yeah, toasting yeah. rap music, you know, from reggaeton and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's that's quite that's quite interesting. Never really looked at it that way. Yeah, yeah, mm. but it's it's quite good. Yeah. Like you've got drill music, which is very much associated with sort of gang rap, and I think that's a lot of that is sort of originated from the the Tim Westwood um, yeah, yeah. freestyle sessions when he'd get like groups of people in and they just spit and a lot of them like the videos all of them wear like balaclavas and is stuff that basically like that. channel U? because back in the day i used to watch channel U all the yeah. time i don't know if that's still a thing um I've never heard no, channel channel U. oh man yeah, yeah, this show is like showing my age i think it's channel probably U might have turned into yeah. channel ak at one point i'm probably getting this all wrong but channel U was definitely a thing yeah but um you just described like the content yeah, of that yeah. channel it was just like big like posse posses of people um you know all like ballied up yeah, hooded yeah. up um real like you know low-budget videos well, that's, that's they throw together. I like that, though. It's, it's quite cool, but what is also like, really interesting that I find is like a lot of grime videos. Like I think with, with grime, it's very much on YouTube. It's very much YouTube-based, and you kind of make it in grime, um, or you're a big hit in grime if you get the, the views. If you hit that, you know, within a few days, you hit that one million views or over a million. Yeah. And you've got people, you've got artists in grime, um, or grime artists, that uh, get these millions of views, but these are people that are also wearing balaclavas as well. So you've got people that are rappers that are wearing balaclavas, but also their videos of them like standing on roofs, driving around in nice cars and sports cars, and, like standing on the stage and stuff like that. And it's quite a weird sort of thing because obviously they the lyric the lyrics that they're using is is almost like confession. So obviously yeah, they're trying yeah. to protect their identity. Um, <laughs> it's a weird like dichotomy, isn't yeah, it, between the two quite, things? It's, it's like quite... wanting fame, yet wanting to hide your identity. Mm. It's like. Yeah, it's a weird. But then one. at the same time, I'm sure that all their people that are close to them and in that sort of area, they know who that person is. So yeah, I think yeah. it's more of a a broader sort of spectrum sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, that's the end of the news. Oh no, just got to do the weather. It's cold. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fucking it's freezing. Really fucking cold. Right. What are we doing now? 2018. Um, um, yeah, let's let's. Um, so last last episode, we we obviously covered off a lot of. We did our five. Let's just call it favorite albums, but five collectively put together albums. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then we also touched on 2018 as a year and and what we kind of what we liked from it. Yeah. Never really went into too much detail. Now maybe an opportunity just to kind of go around the table, one album from last year, and just kind of 
briefly what, one album you know, that your really favorite, stuck favorite one. album of okay. the year just one just the one, one man. and then okay. we've got some other um, exciting stuff to talk yeah, about yeah. after after that so I'll, I'll make a start so it's for me it's, it's a tricky one because um, there, there's a few albums that really stuck stuck to me again you guys know it's always going to be for me it's very much UK hip hop um, it, it's got to be and I, I reckon Tom's might be the same as mine, but I'm not too sure. It's got to be Res One's uh, A Dog's Dream. Oh, man. Um, what an album. And if you haven't listened to it, man, you've got to check it out. It's such a good album. Really well put together. I'll keep a funky bag of weed by my balls to keep oh, me cool. Oh, man. That, that lyric, like, I, I can't, couldn't go over it, you know. That hook is, is great. Um... Well, for me, the, 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 my favourite song is, is For The Love. I'm on the Mr. Bean, twisted wizard leaf, got fiddle with your wizard sleeve. I get the disc for free, bomber G, the rest is history. I wouldn't recommend it, the end depends on physics. Man. Yes, man, like, yeah. and he even does like a little, like, um, he sings a bit on the bridge, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I thought that was great, like the keys and like the xylophone yeah. in that track. Yeah, it's a, Great, great, sick. great. We, we were talking about that a bit, weren't we? Um, yes. It's, it's like a good... It's like a good kind of like storytelling yeah. album. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I mean, I can't, I can't choose one. So on top of that, I'm gonna go with you know, I'm gonna go with the Dirty Dykes new album, which came up and just that came out on my birthday actually, December the fifteenth, might have been fourteenth. Yeah, around that sort of time, Dirty Dykes new album, uh, Acrylic Snail. Uh, favorite track from that is probably Rex One, which is a fucking mental mm, track. Yeah, um, it's crazy. With Killer P in it as well. Or if it's oh, Volgatron. Yeah, man. The video is, is proper trippy. Um, but that's a... Big Up Foreign Beggars. Great album. Yeah, Big Up Foreign <laughs> Beggars. And also, as well, can't go on without speaking about Jam Baxter's uh, Touching Scenes album. If you've listened to that, that is a good, um, very dark, sort of deep album. Um, the song Saliva, very sort of... The, the lyrics in, in Jan Baxter's flow, you know, is is it's like nothing else. Um, he flows so well, and and the, the lyrics are quite sort of dark, sort of cross, but also very I don't know, like sort of emotional sort of vibe to him. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't know how to describe it. It's um yeah, it's it's not particularly like accessible if you're not used to him. Yeah, like, he's yeah. got a really cool fucking delivery and flow, though, hasn't he? Like on yeah, that track on. Um, Dirty Dykes album, Permanent Midnight. Mm-hmm. They're used on uh, Frankie Boyle's New World Order special yes, Christmas. Yeah, I think I saw, I saw that, yeah. Uh, it's like the closing music for the closing credits. It's fucking sick. And it's just like... Don't worry about the time, it's permanent midnight around here always. Skirts hanging out in the hallway, scooped out too many gourmet sorbets. Why talk like your claws ain't cool, place cut around, guts about your big court case. All day, all day. But, um, yeah, he, that, that fucking um, chorus is really sick. Mm. And that's just like a prime example of Jam Baxter. Yeah, yeah. No, some really cool albums I thought came out last year. Um, what was yours, Tom? Oh, man, that's difficult. Um, I would probably say, obviously, I touched upon a couple of albums I loved last week with um, Jid and Westside Gun. Um, so they, were, they were last year, were they? They were last year. Yeah, yeah. But um, two kind of like glaring emissions, I was kicking myself a bit for not bringing up last week, but then again, I was rambling on like a cokehead, so <laughs> probably for the best. Um, so I touched upon him last week, um, Black Fort. So... Probably my favourite MC. Um, anyone, you know, any hip hop fan worth their salt has seen the freestyle that he dropped last year. Yeah. Ten minutes long. Basically, put everyone else to shame, put everyone else back in their box. It's just like, yeah, just doing what I do. But he dropped two really, really good EPs last year. If you haven't heard it, it is on our Instagram. So have a scroll through. Indeed and, uh, it is. You can see it. Yeah, that was sick. Um, and he did another one with... Um, he did another one uh, with Method Man. Did yeah. you see that one? I can't remember. If I, I might have done, but yeah, go on. So they basically, Method Man was, he came in hard, yeah. but Method Man was reading his lyrics off a phone, 
and then Black Thought was just all, all off the, not off the dome, but you know, he kind of yeah, remembered it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so do, do, you, do you think less of an, uh, this is an interesting thing, do you think less of an artist, or a freestyle, you know what question I'm going to ask, less of someone if they, I'm not, I'm not saying like as directly at you, but do, do you know what I mean, like do you think know, less of I someone when, they're, when they're reading the lyrics on the phone, because a, really, a lot of people do that. Yeah. And, and also, not really, because I mean like Method Man, we all know he's amazing, but he's at the same time it's like, he probably wrote that the, small, the same morning, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's quite possible that he probably just like wrote that. Um, on the way to on the way to the studio, but um, the funniest part of that video was um, it had fucking Elijah Wood was in the studio as a guest. So what? when like Blackfort yeah. and um, and Method Man were going yeah, back yeah. and forth with their um, with their verses, he was just like filming it all on his phone and just like yeah. rocking out and loving it all. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck is Bill Bay Baggins doing that? <laughs> <laughs> Frodo, <laughs> Frodo. <laughs> Frodo. <laughs> but um, but yeah, back to the back to the Black Fort thing. He um released two really solid EPs last year. Um uh Streams of Streams of Thought Volume One, all produced by Ninth Wonder. And yeah. I, I, I gushed over him last week a bit. Um, one of my favourite producers and um, the second part was um, all produced by Salam Remy um, which was notably a lot more kind of jazz influence as you'd expect because he produced a lot of stuff for like Nas on um, his uh, what's the album not not Nas's last one but the one before that is it Life is Good mm. I'm not the biggest Nas stan so uh, yeah it, it was like one of his like it was like his comeback album about like five years ago or so um, and he also produced some stuff for like Amy Winehouse as well, so it's quite like instrumental mm. heavy. So um, yeah, they they're really worth checking out. Some really good stuff on there. Um, but besides that, um, yeah, I have to mirror um, Aiden. I, I thought the Res One album was a really really solid album, really well produced. I mean, ill informed, obviously like top UK producer. Um, I'm still kind of digesting Dirty Dykes album. I rang the doctor like a motorcycle gang Madonna. With gold hanging out my oversized attractive collar. So Jake, 2018. Yeah, um, an album I've mentioned probably a billion times. I, I just I just love it. Um, and that's the, the Kissy Ghost. Um, it's my favourite of Kanye's season. Um, I think it was the third... Yeah, it was the third one out of the five albums. So it followed... Um, Pusha T was the first one, wasn't it? Daytona was first. Yeah. Then it was yay. No, was it? I can't remember. I think it was Kanye's. Um, was it Kanye's solo um, effort? What was it called? Is it just yay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was Pusha T, Daytona. Then it was yay. I think. Then Kitty Ghost and the Nas album. Then Tiana Taylor. Yeah, that was it. Um, was there another one? Was that it? No, five. Yeah, yeah. Kanye season. Um, all, all like equally like brilliant bits of work um, but the kids he goes from just stands out for me um, yeah. I, I just think like where do I start album cover wise um, it's probably my favourite album cover just ever um, <laughs> Aiden's looking at me because I just tap on the table but that's just like I, I don't know what to do with my hands no one's even watching so it doesn't even matter what I do with my hands just no no it's, it's just that like when you get tapping there's just into the mics and then it's yeah it makes it harder for me to fucking sort this shit out <laughs> anyway so my maintenance. We digress. <laughs> we digress. Let's go. Um, so yeah, album cover. Um, it, it, yeah, easily probably one of my favourites. I just I just love the whole kind of colours and the, the Japanese kind of vibe to it. Um, I never remember the artist. Who is it again? It's uh, I can't remember his first name. He so did graduation. Murakami. Oh, Murakami. he said about that yeah. last week. Didn't yeah. You? So he did Kanye's um, graduation um, album cover. That's it. Um, and he also did the video for. 
What's the first song on that album? Um, bear with. But yeah, he did the Speak, speaking of bears. That sweatshirt is that is that um, influenced by um, the album cover that you're talking about? It, I think it is. Yeah, that that yeah, just yeah. makes you think, aren't you? If wow, I man, this is all just coming together so well. There's pieces together. Well, <laughs> Jesus, um, L- Illuminati. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> um, good morning. That was the first track in on that. But anyway, um, so yeah, the, the actual album artwork is just incredible. I'd love to have some sort of just hang it up in my like in my house or something it's just, it's just like such cool um, just cool vibes to it um, I love the seven track thing which runs across it's a theme it's a reoccurring theme across the whole Kanye season um, I think it's short sweet to the point you know sometimes you get albums and you, and you look at the track listing and it's like endless amount of tracks and sometimes you think you know it just kind of burns itself out um, ASAP Rocky yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like my prime example this year of, of what you just said <laughs> But um, yeah, yeah, seven tracks is so easy to digest. I mean, this album is like probably about twenty five minutes long. Oh really? It. It's just to the point. It just leaves you wanting more. As I said it, last time, just leaves you wanting more. And I think they recorded like obviously more content for it. Yeah. Um, but they just put it into the seven track album, and then apparently you know more's more's going to come out. Um, according to Kid Cudi. Um, so. Yeah, it's just, it's just a it's just a great album. Love it. Uh, favorite one is Fourth Dimension. Favorite track of the album. Love the whole Christmassy sample at the yeah. beginning. I like the Nina Simone like sample at the end as well. Yeah, yeah, the and end. Just like basically just say what you've summed up. Just like yeah, it only needs kind of two verses two, or whatever it is yeah. it doesn't need to be that don't long need, don't need, yeah don't need anything else to it and the Cuddy montage with the um, Nirvana sample as well that's, yeah that's yeah pretty, the Nirvana sample sick. in there yeah um, and yeah produced really well um, yeah just, just a great so album have you listened to it yet? no I need to give it a listen should, man. And you I'll give it like... a listen and we'll, we'll have a more of a discussion about it when, when we talk about Kanye season yeah when we, we'll, we'll come into that so my, my boy Steve um, who has a podcast out in Finland um, he's actually visiting the UK um, in a couple of months time yeah and he's like he's a massive Kanye stan so I'd, I'd be quite like eager to hear what he thinks about the Kanye season yeah maybe get involved mm. yeah get, get him to hop on that one and we'll, we'll see but I think um, you'd like the track with um, it's like the title track Kids He Goes yeah. Most Def or Yasin Bay wherever he goes yeah, by yeah. now he, he does the hook on it yeah. yeah, it's such a it's yeah. Man. Joe, one other thing I just want to shout out is um, it, uh, this uh, this came out in two thousand and eighteen, but honestly, I only listened to it this week, and that's the um, the Children of Zeus. Oh, yeah, I slept on this bad man. Same. Um, real slept on this, but that's yeah, a great. I, that's I, a great. It's, it's really fantastic. yeah, it's really good. I really where like are they? It. Are they from Manchester? Yeah, from Manchester. Yeah, yeah. I think they uh, some sort of quite read of um. Uh, in the city where it never stops raining, what else do you do but stay inside and, and write music or do music? Like something cool like that. I liked it. But um, yeah, just like a real kind of like hip hop, yeah. R&B kind of soul-y kind of album. Um, yeah, I, I just, yeah, really I've listened it. to that album really a while actually. It. I yeah. need to give that another listen. Yeah, I'm glad I kind of Sick slept album. on it for so long, but oh, I don't know. What's, what's, the, what's the name of the album again? Is it just self-titled uh, album? Or? Tra- what's it called? Travel... Um, so children of you yeah travel light travel light travel light yeah cool but yeah if you haven't heard it already be sure to give it a listen Um, so on to our our next topic so what we're going to do today 
is uh, we're going to talk about um, UK hip hop versus American hip hop um, and the similarities, differences, and if one's doing better than the other, etc., etc., etc. And um, for, for me personally, it's, it's weird because, see, America's got a huge sort of hip-hop scene. In it. Obviously, hip-hop originated in America, didn't it? Um, and then it came over to, to the UK with, with uh, London Posse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rodney what, P. Yeah, Rodney the godfather P. of hip-hop. And uh, and then it's just kind of grown since then, since the 80s, 90s? It was the 80s, yeah. 80s. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, and then it's, it's weird because the, this, the London Posse sort of stuff is is very different to, to what is now. Mm. Um, and London Posse, they're sick, and the music, some of the music they do is very is really good. Um, but it's strange because it is very much and very similar to, a lot more similar to American hip-hop than today's UK hip-hop yeah, is yeah. nowadays. It's because people used to rap in American accents before them. Um, yeah? Yeah, UK mm. rappers before Rodney P did it um, mm. used to rap in American accents. Yeah, well, I suppose that's that's the only reason you can, you can make it flow. But there's we like basically, yeah, they just aped everything yeah. that the Americans did until they turned it into their own thing. Yeah, but it's so weird. Like listening to uh, like if you listen to a UK rapper and an American rapper side by side. I think I watched a, a Don't Flop video. You guys heard of Don't Flop? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do the battle raps. And yeah, stuff yeah. There, I yeah. watched one of those ages ago, and it was between like a, a UK artist and an American artist. And it's like you listen to them both rap, and the stuff they say is completely different. You know, it's weird how I don't know if it's just me, but you always find that American. Fr- Rap, uh, rappers or, or battle rappers always talk about guns and that sort of shit mm. whereas UK rappers they, they kind of just rip the shit out of each other don't they so, so the, right, I've got to jump in there and talk about a guy I used to watch all the time on YouTube called Sol Khan yeah. and he was a, he's, uh, he was like a fucking renowned battle rapper in the yeah. States he is like the opposite of what you just said he's like a massive nerd you look at him he's okay. like really geeky yeah, yeah. he was sick and he destroyed everyone he battled against yeah um Remind me to show you like some of his classic battles okay. after this. It's so good, but um, he's kind of like yeah. If you're looking for a really good like American yeah. battle rapper, Sol Khan, absolutely okay. amazing, really funny. Like, that kind of links in with my one of my theories, which I've kind of conjured up in my head earlier. Go on. Um, <laughs> right. So here's my. This is one difference I have with UK hip hop and grime with with American hip hop. Now I'm just going to stand away from hip hop a second and go into stand up comedy. Now. I'm not really, I just don't really find US stand-up comedy that funny. I'm not talking about everyone, like, and I haven't invested a lot of time into this, but just from what I've seen, I just don't find it, that I don't find their humour um, that that funny. But the UK stuff, obviously I do. Yeah. And, and I think that's because we, we, have, we just have different humour. I think we, as, as British people, we're more inclined, we, we use... Um, Irony and, and sarcasm, yeah. like in just our general. We're more self-deprecating, aren't we? We take the piss. We out can of take ourselves. the piss of ourselves, <laughs> and we're quite happy to take the piss out of our best mates as well. Banner. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas in America, you <laughs> hashtag banter. Hashtag banter, Saurus Rex. <laughs> <laughs> um, whereas in America, they just don't do that. They, you know, they're very. I'm just going to put like you know the cringy customer service, have a good day kind of stuff. That's America. Yeah, and yeah. They they don't do that. They don't they don't rip the shit out of each other. They don't. You know, sarcasm and, and irony isn't really part of their, yeah, you know, their makeup. Their, their makeup. I, I think of American human. I think of kind of like the the frat boy sort of like you. <laughs> yeah, it's very down the line, and it, it's almost quite like basic humour. And I think it's basic, isn't it? In a way, I think the UK humour just goes on. A, it's like a bit 
more. I think um, I think it's two things at play, right? So we we can relate to it because we live it. So we know what they're talking about. Oh, mate. So, so, yeah, so that, and 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 on the kind of like sarcasm and irony front, I think Americans are kind of like steering more that way now. You know, like shows like The Office, like um, yeah. UK Office yeah. is just like an Alan Partridge, just like absolutely classic. And then the Americans like remade The Office, and mm. it just turned into something entirely different. But um, I still prefer that, the UK. Oh, 100% man. Yeah, it just ended where it should have ended yeah. and it didn't outstay its welcome. Mm. And again, it's because we relate to the humour. You know, we're, we're, Same with in between us. It's good. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. sort of, we grew up in, 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 you know, in that kind of time. Like, we can relate to going to school and speaking the way they did yeah. and that kind of stuff. Um, I think like there are uh, loads of American comedians I love. Like you know, Eddie Murphy, for example. Like Raw and Delirious are like two of the fucking greatest stand-ups yeah. of all time. But I 100% know what you mean. Yeah, um, it's not, I'm, not, I'm not saying I, I, I think all US stand-up <laughs> and comedian is, is rubbish. Like, I just, just have not invested any time into it. But just from what I've seen, <laughs> I'm just like, it just doesn't, it just doesn't get me. But leaning on to that second point about we understand it, it's our culture, right? So um, obviously I kind of started the whole hip-hop thing in America hip-hop, like yeah. American hip-hop. And that's kind of like what I kind of grew up with and what I grew with. So from that, I kind of picked up on, um, you know, understanding what they were talking about. Yeah. Although I never li- I've never lived in America, I don't understand any of their culture or anything like that. But just through listening to it, you yeah. kind of learn it like that. Um, whereas now, I'm kind of like way more intrigued with the UK scene. Yeah. But it's so easy for me to pick up on it because of... Um, <laughs> He's just banging around. <laughs> Make more noise Aiden's than me. Just giving me the look of death. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Don't piss off producer Aiden. Um, yeah. So, like, for, but for me, just to tune into the UK stuff is so easy because I, I obviously um, I, I live here, and for me to pick up on the culture and the slang and the references is really easy. You and can, I, you can relate to it, though, and I can just get in it. I can relate yeah. to it. Yeah. Whereas I can see why over in America they're a bit more reluctant and. You know, you've got artists going over like Skepta and Dave and um, Storms in that probably like approaching America mm. now. But I can see why they might not be able to get into it because they've ne- they they haven't grown up with any UK hip hop because it's yeah. very like a fresh scene. I, I think, it's and really- I don't think they can grab our like cultural references and our slang and our humour. Definitely, man. And, and I think that's probably the get like the bridge we need to kind of build at the yeah. moment is is kind of getting them almost in that. Where, I, so I that's why like Americans tend to like you kind of alluded to earlier they, they brag a lot more uh, where mm. it's like UK hip hop is funnier to a degree you, yeah. you listen to it and you're like that's actually really funny they yeah, yeah. take the piss out of themselves and whereas in America it's all about like yeah man like you know you don't want to mess with me and that kind of stuff and it's just gets a bit it can get a bit tiresome after a while I, sorry, just following from that, I just wanted to uh, just throw something out there, like sort of a, an idea, right? So, my, I was going to ask, so what, what do you think is better, so American or UK hip-hop? So, obviously, Ameri- personally, prefer, there's a, pre- a preference on UK hip-hop, but thriving and more of an industry and making more money is, is definitely American hip-hop. Yeah. So, then I go back to, to grime. So, grime is, is a lot bigger than, than UK hip-hop. Mm. Um, because for one, there's a lot more artists out there, um, and there's, a, there's just a lot more noise being made. Now, mm. do you think the reason for that is because the UK owns grime? However, the UK doesn't necessarily own hip hop. Hip hop came from America, so more people so want to get into it. 
Yeah. And quite, no, it's I, like, I, for I, example, I agree. It's like a, an identity. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's our world. It's like how punk did really well. Punk yeah, yeah. did really well because it was owned by the UK and that went worldwide, mm. you know? I think, right, and I mean, this, not to get too controversial with it, but do you think, to some extent, that UK hip-hop is stuck in the boom-bap era? Besides the odd exception of a few artists who are doing really kind of good, creative, yeah. innovative things, mm-hmm. for the most part, a lot of UK rap you love is because it's derived from boom-bap from New York. I do like a good boom-bap beat. Do you, know what I mean? like, do you know what I'm yeah. saying, though? So they can put... The UK can put, like, um, you know, we put our own spin on the beat or the samples used and obviously the slang we used and, and that kind of stuff. However... You see how it's evolved in America, well, devolved in some yeah. sense. I mean, we've got fucking mumble rap for fuck's sake, but but it's yeah. still it's still changed and it's co- it's constantly evolving and changing and uh, and that kind of stuff in America, but yeah. not so much here. However, grime has gone on leaps and bounds, and it's even yeah. starting to, as Jake said, to start you know breaking into the states. Yeah, what yeah. does that say about? UK hip hop? Yeah. and do you know what I mean? It's kind of yeah. I think it's almost like. I love UK hip hop. Don't yeah, get me wrong, yeah, yeah. and this isn't a criticism. No, it's, it's not more a of an open question to you boys or to whoever's listening. Yeah, it's and, more, know, yeah I'd be keen to hear your thoughts on this, people. Podmanity. Um, Podmanity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, guys, just just keep in mind, like this isn't fucking slaying the slaying not the scene. Not at all, man. Because there's, there's nothing but love for the scene here. We're just kind of posing questions and you know, exactly. These thoughts going on from that. Like I was just thinking, because for example, Ocean Wisdom. Mm. Um, Ocean Wisdom's last album it's not very boom bappy is no, it no. but it's done very very well a lot better than a lot of other boom bap sort of now, nowadays music done and that could be because it is you know m- more experimental I mean, you can't beat the whole good you know typical boom bap beat and, and you know that's the stuff that, that's stuff that I want to listen to that, that, that's very true but it's, it's kind of like well what else is there yeah. Because um, people obviously, of like my generation, and I'm not just speaking for myself, but I gravitate towards that type of music. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that's the kind of hip hop I naturally like to listen to. Mm. So, my, a good mate of mine, Tom, he's always recommending like really new American music. Um, he's really into Vince Staples, and right. um, I don't know whether you've heard of him, but he he releases some really kind of like hard like party bangers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and his stuff is really really good, and like if, if you listen to it loudly, it's it's. You know, it really gets you in the zone. But for the most part, I can struggle with um, with some of that stuff um, where it's just like... Because I'm so, like, dead yeah, set yeah. on the boom-bap aesthetic. Yeah. Uh, unless something's really, like, super well-produced or something's yeah, yeah. really, really different, clever, innovative, like Kids See Ghosts mm. or something like that, then I just always go back to that. And that's mm. probably why I still have so much love mm. for the UK scene yeah. because they kind of know their audience. Yeah. I think for the most part, it is kind of like... Like, let's be honest, yeah. like a bunch of white kids who love hip hop from New York. <laughs> that's 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 what the scene yeah. is. Um, I'm not going to get too far into that into that argument, but I mean that's that's what I did really like about the the Jam Backs from Dirty Dyke albums mm-hmm. because they were very sort of experimental and and more. I don't know. It's weird because it's there, there's some songs that I listen to Jam Backs to, and I think like this is a sort of like a trap beat. Mm-hmm. Or like like something you'd hear like a mumble rapper like spit on, um, and it's I, I think that's kind of why he's he's doing quite well because like for every album and I think you know every artist is not certain dressing but every artist is very experimental, um, but you know you've got to have your sound and then 
you know, at the end, there's also people that were experimental and will push themselves on each other. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that the other people, I'm just digging a hole here, not saying the other people not push themselves. But it's all right, man. We got, we got a lot of ways. shovels and, you know, we got a lot of dirt. We need to we need to start fucking digging holes. And this is what makes for good conversation, so. Yeah. I know some sure. grave diggers. <laughs> <laughs> just digging yeah, around graves here, boys. <laughs> Big up uh, O'Neill's digging services. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug of the day. <laughs> no, um, funeral director but, but, as well, don't we, Aiden? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn man, the Undertaker himself. Um, but like with Jan Baxter, for example, you talk about those kind of like, yeah. things he raps about and, and the general kind of feel on, on the album. You yeah. can probably mirror that with something across the seas to something like Kids See Ghosts. Yeah. Um, even though you hear like to the kind of like uneducated UK hip hop fan who is kind of just had enough with the US and they're not, you know, I'm not saying that's you, Aiden, but you know, kind of we're kind of giving a little bit of a nudge into yeah, the Kanye yeah. season. Um, you see Kanye West associated to a, pro- a project and you're probably just a bit put off. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Whereas if you actually invest some time that's, that's the thing, like, listening to it, to the first album, and I'm like, wow, this is, this is the sort of thing that I, that I listen to normally. This is, this is really good. Yeah. Um, that, what's that? I can't remember for life, what it is. What's that song? Um, you probably know it, where the sample is like a reverse. I can't remember what the song J. is. J. Cole Neighbours. I think that's I can't I think it might be that one. Um, it's neighbours and it's done reverse and, like, all the of um, forbidden are, like, fruit. Are, are reverses. Oh, uh, sorry, I'm thinking like. Are you talking about Kanye West? Yeah. <laughs> no, not I don't think it's Kanye West. I can't remember who it is. I I don't know if this is what you're on about, but J Cole in um, his forbidden fruit, mm. um, he the neighbours which yeah. released on Fiora's only, um, that beat is just the reverse. Yeah, I thought Forbid- Forbidden Fruit was um, Tribe Called Quest sample, which is the Tribe Called yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, I got yeah. Um, I'm, that pretty sure that, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying that. I can't, I'm not quite sure, but like, if you go on, if you go on, I've got the video on my phone for when I saw J Cole live, and he's like, basically, like he's like, listen to this, and he plays it, plays Neighbours, and then he reverses it, and then you like. You hear it and you're like, oh shit! But like before that, didn't you? Yeah. But, but it's like you, we speak of like innovation. But Kanye West fucking did through the wire with his like jaw, jaw wide, wide shut. shut. Like he produced and wrapped through like. Yeah. <laughs> it's just insane, man. Um, but yeah, what are we talking about on a UK tip anyway? We got went off on a crazy we went tangent. On a tangent I was just I was just speaking about how um, you know I think UK hip hop and it is doing fantastic and there's some super like amazing albums coming out there um but it's just like i'm just thinking what would make it just hit just go into sort of the mainstream like grime has do you do you know like um i want to talk about a particular artist i want to talk about foreign beggars okay because foreign beggars are one of the artists that got me into uk hip-hop originally like years back like Um, probably many others yeah 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 yeah. exactly man like um remember that track like give me that um just absolutely hilarious that hold on with skinny man yes absolutely yeah. classic yeah um both orifice and skinny man going hard on that yeah um that kind of like scat rap um style that orifice is just known for you can just he's just so sick man and um frosted perspex as well that's just like a yeah crazy crazy track and um uh, we, and, and they they are a good example of, of a, an artist that went into fucking you know they went into dubstep yeah. um, with that Dutch artist is it noisier and they re- released yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. stuff and then you know kind of 
did a bit of grime, did a bit of this, that, and the other. Yeah. And they're really like innovative and they're doing really cool stuff, but they mm. evolved from that kind of like hip hop sound. Yeah. To what they're doing now. And it's, um, I like that kind of thing, man. Yeah, it's I mean, interesting because like. Dr. Syntax back on that first album. Yeah, yeah, oh, Dr. Syntax, you know, he's up there, one of the great UK rappers, I think. Tangent. Right, but worth it. Um, did you hear that track on that Foreign Beggars album with um, Scrine called Mind Out? And Scrine, have you heard of Ed Scrine? No. He was in Ill Manners, um, that Plan B movie. Right. And he was like, he's the main villain in Deadpool. Have you, okay. seen, have you seen Deadpool? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So you know like the main villain, the British guy? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the one who's kind of like burns him. So he he's basically, he was a an underground UK rapper. No way. And he, he's got a, a collab album with Dr. Syntax called yeah. Scrine Tax. Yeah, yeah. No, okay, no I've shit, got to give man. that listen to actually. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's quite good. To describe him, he's quite like, his his flow and voice is quite jokey. He, he's got kind of a bit of a flip, flip tricks kind of sound to him. Yeah, yeah. Flip tricks is a much better, much better rapper. But... Yes. Um, his voice kind of sounds a little bit similar to it, but yeah. check it out. Really, really cool stuff. Okay, I'll give that a listen. Yeah, yeah. I'll give that a listen. But yeah, but go, go, going, going off on, a, like, on several sort of tangents now, um, I think the main sort of conversation that we wanted to discuss was, was the UK versus US um, um, scene. So so just going back, like, what do you think would make it so the like, UK, sorry, UK hip-hop would push up into sort of mainstream or do you think it's nice that it's not in mainstream and it, it doesn't make it kind of because yeah. it gives it its character and its well, yeah. own personality and, and most of the artists like Res 1 the album we were talking about yeah. like, um, that track you you referenced like For the Love Yeah, that's what that song's about ultimately it's not about like yeah. he doesn't do it for the cream yeah. he does it for the love yeah. do you know what I mean and that's and, and that kind of you know adds you know gives it the motivation to make really sick music I think that going back to that I think that's that's it, really. That's I. I don't think I would like it if it went into the mainstream because it wouldn't be fun. Like I love the fact that I can, you know, go to a, a hip hop show or something like that, and you know, it, it, it's rare that they'll sell out. You know, you'll get you'll be able to like stand at the like the front of the the crowd and see your favorite rapper, and that's what I, I really like. Like I went to go and see Flip Tricks at the Jazz Cafe, you know, and I would say Flip Tricks is, you know, head honcho of high focus. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the people that are driving UK hip-hop forward with, with the High Focus label. Um, and I'm pretty sure the Jazz Cafe was was sold out, but it was a small venue. Um, and it was called the fact that it was so sort of personal at the same time, you know? Mm. It wouldn't have been as good if it was uh, like a massive O2 uh, academy. That, that wouldn't be, be as fun. The fact that it was cool because, you know, I was standing at the bar and there were people from High Focus just wandering about. Yeah, know? man. I mean, I know we're talking about kind of like underground independent artists in the UK mm. but then we're almost like kind of wrongly comparing them to commercial artists from the States when there's, yeah. there's fucking loads of amazing underground independent artists in the States as well yeah. you know who've been on the scene for years Binary Star like 1B Low like yeah. R-Rated Rugged Man I mean he's yeah, like true, yeah. he's making he's touring all the time with his little uh, protege Afro and then um <laughs> Uh, you know, like, I really like Afro. Yes, yeah, same man. He's, he's, he's very so, underrated. Very so underrated, sick, man. Um, what was that? What was that track? Um, is it like Free Fire Flow or something? He did with. Um, I can't remember the track, but um, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to plug it on here. To the righteous person, laughing and tired of hurting. I'm asking a proud and combative, combative idiot. When is the past a millennium? But um, yeah, it's it's a thriving independent scene in the US as well. Um, you got like cunning linguists. You got like Jedi mind tricks. I mean, they're not everyone's cup of tea, but I thought like, you know, Vinnie Paz had a really keen ear for a beat back in the day. Him and Stoop, um, 
Gift of the Gab, is it? Yeah, Gift of the Gab, Freedom Form Flowing, that's the one. Mate, good, that, that good track, save, honestly, Aiden. that track is... I, I couldn't get over how good that track is when I first saw it, or listened to it even. Like it, They both go in so hard. And that afro, I keep meaning to buy his record, but I just keep putting it off. He did an EP with Marco Polo as well, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Marco. Polo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just on, on that note of um, the, the big kind of arena, kind of being close and um, up close and personal with the artist. You, you've been to you've been to see like a lot of arena artists, haven't you? Because I yeah. really haven't. So I've seen I've seen like Drake, J Cole, Kendrick, Jay Z, like all, and then they all put on like a really really good live show and, yeah. and like. You know, privileged to be able to see him, and and yeah, really like you know Kendrick's like um, uh, damn tour, like the the visuals and everything that went with it, and the same with Drake's actually um, going back a few years when he'd done that whole globe thing, yeah. like you know all of that crazy shit, like that that was just like you know really good to see it, and really good visuals and that, so you know can't fault going to it, but um, I saw Wiz Khalifa, and I'm not like a really big Wiz Khalifa fan if I'm yeah. honest, but. Um, we we saw Wiz Khalifa at the London Roundhouse, I think. I think it's in Candom. Yeah. Um, so small, yeah, small venue, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, London, yeah, London Roundhouse. Um, and honestly, like that 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 was so so sick because it was so yeah. small, and it was his um uh, cushion cushion OJ tour. Like, well, not yeah. a tour. It was one show in London oh, where he just performed that mixtape. Um, and he announced it on Instagram, and like everyone in the states were like, "Why aren't you doing it over in? Why are you? Like why that, have you chosen man. London to do like this one show yeah. for this mixtape?" And he was like, "No, no, started done in London." So we went, we went to see it, and like it was so small, and it was just so sick. And he just comes on stage, and he's just like blazing a joint, and like <laughs> he had like these massive inflatable joints, and he was like chucking them out yeah, in the yeah. crowd, and. Yeah, like I love how like, like the venue turns a blind eye to like weed and yeah, they just like nobody gives yeah, a shit. No like, everyone is blazing in those things, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think a lot of the time. And I stood next to this bloke who looked exactly like me, Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, and like maybe it was him. Maybe it was him. Maybe you never know. He was he was literally the whole, pretty much the whole way through. He was smoking this joint, yeah, and like everyone, all the stewards that were kind of like dotted about turned this blind eye to it. And then he stopped smoking his joint and then he lit up a cigarette. Yeah. And then these stewards just like pounced on him and like Machine Gun Kelly just disappears. And then he comes <laughs> back. And then the whole time he was there, I'm like, who the fuck does he look like? And then suddenly, like, I've had a few drinks at this point, so I was pretty pissed. So when he to come back from his ordeal, don't know what happened, um, I was like, it clicked. I was like, oh, mate. And he was like, what? Like some stranger going up to him. I was like, you look like Machine Gun Kelly. And he was like, who? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Fuck, so I had to go on my Instagram to get Machine Gun Kelly's in. I was like, this is who you look like. And he was like, all right. And then he just didn't give a fuck. <laughs> he just carried on. So, I imagine yeah. if it was him and he was just trying to like, keep he's like, yeah, people low profile. Off, like, yeah, he's just trying to play it down. That's a fake moustache. <laughs> Shit, I've met Machine Gun Kelly. Fake tattoos as well. But then, you know, the UK spawned some amazing rappers such as Danny. Um... Spelled like a number plate. Danny the number plate. Big up Danny. Um, oh my days. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Me. He's not, that's not English, is it? <gasps> Say again. Is he, is he English? I think, I think he's English. I think he's in the UK. I think that footage is in the UK. Yeah. But, um, so what we're referring to, people, is this um, this guy, this video <laughs> like kind of surfaced a few years back by an artist called, I say artist very loosely, called Danny. Um, it's D four and and Y. Is that all right? caps, yeah, yeah. For like a number plate, and um, he released this absolute banger of a tune called "Goodbye," um, which we'll we'll play. Probably trying to like mirror kind of 
Drake's Take Care album, but, um, similar level. If, <laughs> if, you want, if you want to hear possibly the greatest um, UK export, yeah. um, if you're listening from, from the States or anywhere else, then um, to get a good flavour of yeah. UK hip-hop, Danny, goodbye. I'll just leave that there. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, goodbye, where goodbye, were... goodbye. <laughs> yeah, man, I think like that that kind of like um, you know era of UK hip hop was just next level. Foreign beggars, yeah. Rhyme Asylum, Manage. Um, there was a guy called like Gibberish back in the day. Yeah, he yeah. like existed solely on MySpace, but yeah. um, he had a track called Drop Bombs. Yeah. Um, See, that, that, I thought Ocean Wisdom was fast, but this guy was faster to really? the point where it was like it was actually like migraine inducing. Okay. But it wasn't enjoyable to listen to. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, it was impressive, but it's not something you'd actually want to want to kind of. Yeah. That's that's the sort of similarities though with with um, with hip hop and, and grime. You know, it's hip hop. You know, to get the beats, you would have had to record off a tape and then swap with your friend and then share with another mm. friend or, or the record or whatever. And that would be the same for, for Grime because it's all through pirate radio and, and that sort of shit. Garage through through pirate radio, obviously a lot of Grime originates or a lot of Grime goes over a garage beat and it's originated yeah. from MCs. Or dance, kind of, yeah. Yeah. Isn't um, Ocean Wisdom in New Zealand doing like some is touring? Is it Ocean Wisdom? I don't know. I don't know, mate. You no, might, might do. Well, yeah, I think I think it might be, yeah, but like, which I thought was like pretty sick. Like quite recently, like he just keeps seems to be putting like loads of stories on on Instagram. I'm kind of looking at it, but it just seems like he's, he's getting about there. He's mate. getting about, yeah, he's yeah, which is really good. I think he's got a good management team. He must um, be. I yeah, yeah. I just saw that. I was just thinking, like, you know, if he if he would actually if he would get any if he if like an audience in like America or something if he's got an audience in like New Zealand, Australia kind of way. Yeah. Like, has he kind of, yeah. But do you think it's weird, though, how, like, UK grime, you know when, like, Dizzy Rascal came out and stuff, like, yeah. Boy in the Corner, yeah. like, classic album, I think I was about 15 when that came out and everyone loved it. Um, all that stuff was always quite, like, commercially viable, always did mm. quite well. Um, you know, kind of, Kano as well did really, really well, you know, he got a lot of, like, radio play. Like, yeah, music, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't get any, I mean... Name name a UK hip hop artist in the rawest sense of the word, right? That you know who's been on on radio or has a music video out that isn't you know like a commercial music video. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's like Skinny Man hasn't like Foreign Beggars probably. They had like a, like one, but that Skinny was Skinny Man's got one video, hasn't he? Which one's that? It's, just, it's just one when he's in. Is it Council of State of Mind or is it? Yeah, Fuck I'm, I'm or something? pretty sure sh- it might be that. It might, I can't remember what it, what it was now. But it is just him where he's just like in a full tracksuit with his two and his gold like tooth and nail, silver tooth, whatever. Um, mate, such a G, Skinny man. man's jokes, such a good rapper. Um, but yeah, I think <laughs> as far as what you said, like about radio. Um, see, Laura Carner goes about saying on the radio, but there's been a few times where I've heard on on one extra, um, a couple like Verb T songs and and uh, Verb T like, had a track on um, Ramesh's new show as well. You know the reluctant landlord. Um, oh yes, yeah, I watched Bert, that actually. Bert, he did the, that's uh, really that's quite funny. That's, that, really funny. That, that's on Sky One, man. So that's some good exposure for. I need to catch it. up on that one actually. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Sick. I'll give that a listen. And we'll wrap up there then, guys. Um, keen to hear your thoughts on what we've been speaking about today. If you could just message us on on Twitter, Instagram, whatnot. Uh, give us your opinion. Um, always up for a discussion and hearing new sort of thoughts and opinions and, and concepts and, and ideas about everything that we talk about um but yeah 
like, subscribe, follow, do whatever the fuck you want with it, really. Um, we've been Jake, Tom and Aiden. We will be back same time next week. Yeah, same time next week. So <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> notifications on your phone next week. Every Wednesday we have a release. Um, so follow up. Thank you. Good night. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Hey. I just want to say goodbye. Goodbye to the people who hated on me. Goodbye to the people who loved me. Goodbye to the people who trusted me. Goodbye, goodbye to everybody. Goodbye to the people who hated on me. Goodbye to the people who loved me. Goodbye to the people who trusted me. Goodbye, goodbye to everybody.